when my team wins a big game, it's good. But when my team doesn't win the big game, you better look out, Buster. I'm a loose cannon. This is not good at all. Bang. What's up, D Nation? Welcome to the Too Much Dip podcast. I'm Dave. I'm solo in the studio today. Just telling you right now, Dylan's not here. Randy's here. He's producing. But Dylan, gone. He's in Denver. Doing psychedelics. Probably smoking weed. I don't know. I don't need to put his business out there like that. He's probably just hiking. He's a big hiker. But we do have KJ live from Wisconsin. I am um, elated to be here. Humble, if you will. Um, but actually kind of distracted by the fact of, uh, like the solo studio shot that I get is so much more of the new background. Like it's what the people see at home when they watch this on, uh, on the YouTubes, if you will, youtube.com slash too much dip. But usually when we, uh, record, I just kind of get a wide shot of both you and Dylan. It's a little bit more, I don't know, intimate, generic. You know, this is much more intimate, much more elevated of an experience. So you and I are being intimate be on the podcast. <laughs> Coming to you live from the inside of a Pro V1 found outside of a golf course. <laughs> or Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> Adult Disney KJ. Uh, live from inside of some protected uh, Buzz Lightyear environment. I don't even know what you call those things. Like when there's like a the ABC's The Dome 2020. Ooh, I've seen that video. Hey, speaking of, this podcast might get interrupted by um, some unruly hooligans out in our lobby, mainly Brett and Will, who are watching the footy. Um, just going to get out in front of it. I'm supporting Team USA, um, but I am not watching as I'm doing this podcast right now because I've got uh, I've got to go pick my dog up later, and KJ's got a heart out in like 45 minutes or something. So... Just saying, we might be getting interrupted by Big Game Brett. He's very, very, uh, very, very loud out there. And I told him, hey, have fun. I'm not here to ruin your experience. That's fair. We, we allowed him to enjoy the uh, uh, Copa, Copa Mundial. I don't know how you say uh, World Cup in Spanish fluently or fluidly, but uh, that was it. You know, nailed it. I get it. Brett's been just waiting on this moment for four years, really eager to see uh, what Christian Bale. And uh, Wales, you know, has to uh, <laughs> has prepared for the uh, the American lads, but you know, uh, I, I will protest watching in the fact that they did not bring Ricardo Pepe on the uh, U.S. men's national team. Oh yeah, <clears throat> that's a good hill to die on. Mm-hmm. I believe El Paso native. I want to say FC Dallas for sure. Oh, there you go. Um. Where do we begin? Oh, Thursday night live stream. There won't be one this week. Thanksgiving. We're going to take the week off. We are going to pick the games. Um, I might make, who do we want to pick the games as a celeb? We could just have Alyssa do the game. She's been wanting to pick. I think in the past when we've done Sigoth picks for holidays, usually is when, when I break this out, it's a little bit tricked up. Uh, I'll, I'll break it down like this. Typically we pick nine games. For SIGOTH weeks, we will pick 12 games. But 
for the Sigoths. They all get to pick a big boy stack. However, theirs will not be a three point each. They'll just individually pick one for one point each. We could just so, have Alyssa do it. It's all the same. We could. We could. But, you know, uh, I, I want to make sure that I'm not picking against David twice. This I don't know. I, risk I, mitigation I, I comes into, into play. I get it. There's a way to manipulate that. But either way, subscribe to our YouTube page. Too much. It's uh, youtube.com slash too much dip. We're easy to find there. Post our shorts, our clips, our live streams there. Also, we got Black Friday coming up. Washedmedia.shop. Get you some Too Much Dip merch. Get you some Washed Media merch. Get you some merch. We got some really big deals dropping. I'm not even allowed to say what they are. That's how big they are. But just look out for that. And you know what? Maybe we'll extend it beyond Friday. I don't know, man. A lot of brands do that. I don't know. It's just like, hey, I don't really know what to believe anymore. And I swear we're going to figure out how to work the dip line in better next year. It's gone up and down. The call, Sports calls are not always tactical. People really, it kind of devolved into people just complaining about our, our you know, we, we insulted their college football team or their baseball team. <laughs> and then their team wins. <laughs> yeah. It's it's usually how it goes. So we'll, we'll see. We'll or try we to invite them on the pod and, and they, they outpick us that week. One of the two. That's happened many times. Many, many times. But we will begin in the NFL. KJ, I know you were glued to the TV yesterday at 325 p.m. Central. I wasn't. I, I really wasn't. I certainly was like, it was appointment television. I got all of my to-do list out of the way by about 1 or 2 in the in the afternoon. Um, in anticipation of like, hey... This is uh, the game of the week, per se. Packers had played on Thursday. I believe the Jags had the weekend off, and if they didn't, you know, shame on me for exposing my poor fandom, but I believe they did. Uh, So this is all that there was that was going to be relevant. I'm going to publicly admit to you that the moment that I saw that initial Micah Parsons sack, I said, you know what? I probably can just check on this, uh, check in on this via phone. Uh, and pull up the video on the phone while the kid watches Dino Ranch or something on the TV. Not, I fully not was Paw like, Patrol. You know football Saturday or football Sunday was uh, fully just punted. No pun intended there uh, at that point. Because it's like, I don't know why. The Vikings looked ready. Their crowd is amazing. And they immediately look like the Vikings of last year. That is a team that, or that is a fan base that, Supports the hell out of their team. They've got a great stadium from what I can tell. Never been, but it looks cool on TV. Uh, glaring lack of artwork um, inside the stadium, but that's neither here nor there. I will say I would be absolutely disgusted if I was a Vikings fan this morning. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to just get absolutely mauled and do nothing. Like, it was bad. It was bad. Like, it, it shocked me. I've, I've thought the Cowboys had a – you know, this is a take that I've only I have had. They've got a really good defense. I've been saying that, but <laughs> dude, what the fuck? They couldn't do anything. Their running game looked like it was going to be a problem early on. Dalvin Cook looked, you know, he's a good running he had, back. He had at least uh, two or three over seven yard runs uh, in the first quarter, maybe the first or second drive. Um, where I think both teams came out of early drives that should have been scoring drives with field goals. I think at three, three is honestly like around the time when I checked out. 
Um, and so I was like, you know what? This could be competitive, but the Cowboys defense was clicking. Micah was in his zone at that, by that point. And every time I checked back in on the game, I went with the rare YouTube uh, TV gives you the option of catch up via highlights. And it was a quick like, oh, 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 this is terrible. This is terrible. The Tony Pollard show. Mm-hmm. That was great to see as a fantasy owner of his, but uh, I uh, I don't know how you're a fan of the Vikings um, franchise. My dad is a diehard Vikings fan. Uh oh. I, I think, think we, the Bills lost again. The boys are buzzing, folks. Um, <laughs> I think that Brett's rewatching someone beat up on uh, the Vikings after they punked the Bills last week. Uh, talk about some of those overly celebrating Brett, that 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 win. That's Brett just watching any Lane Kiffin press conference. That's how he reacts. We did the think bank on circling back today. You know, we we get a, we don't get too sentimental, but we just we do jokes and stuff. Brett's think bank was Lane Kiffin. Like uh, okay, got no I'll, issue I'll with save Lane. It for, but I like Lane. I'll, but I'll save it for the, our college football seg because. Uh, as the author of the fraud lists, mm. Ole Miss should have been present there until until they aren't, and uh, they sh- still should have been on that list. Anyways, but yeah, the, the Vikings franchise. So my dad is a diehard fan of theirs, has been since, I, I guess, probably 90s, 80s. I don't know. Um, I don't know that there's another franchise that has as many like heartbreaks without anything to show for it. Uh, with how many missed field goals they've they've had in big playoff games, with how many situations like this where you've got a big season, you win the biggest game of the year, and then you come out and absolutely get embarrassed, and nobody gives you credit at all for being the second best team in the conference at this point. Still, like, granted, there's only one bye now, so it doesn't mean anything to be second, but like, they they might as well be a wild card team as far as everybody else is concerned uh concerned yeah and you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you have the track record that kirk cousins has because everybody he's like he is like the definition of uh fraud list um for a lot of people and um yeah i mean not that game wasn't entirely on him but he had nothing and he looked he looked shook like he looked absolutely panicked um I don't know. That would be uh, that's a tough one to swallow because their defense isn't terrible, and they just got they made Tony Pollard look like a almost like he's the the number one running back in Dallas, almost, but not quite. I don't know if it was tongue in cheek or what, but seeing the side by side of that first scoring drive that Zeke got in the end zone, and they showed the touch count or the touch split. And granted, Zeke's coming back from inju- injury, but. Tony Pollard getting the five touches and whatever it was, like 25, 40 yards, and Zeke getting the one yard, one carry, one touchdown stat shown. I'm like, oh, it's a little embarrassing. Like, uh, I don't think anyone projects Zeke's career to like turn into a Jerome Bettis experience, but man, if it does, wow. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> let me uh let me pivot hard because I just got to know, what's Nick Sirianni's deal? I'm glad that we're doing this. What is your thoughts first? Because as somebody who picked the Eagles as his big boy stack, I was quite invested in the outcome of this game. Um, 
I'm not really going to speak to his his coaching ability, his in-game decision-making, because I don't know what to say. They've lost one game. They pulled a tough one out yesterday. I guess I didn't realize how much of a character this dude was, how much of um, – I guess maybe last year when they weren't as good, you know, he was a little bit more subtle, a little under the radar. But now that they're very successful, I mean, he's talking that shit, and – part of me, I, th I feel like a hypocrite. I'm like, man, if this guy was the head football coach at the Cowboys, would I be loving this right now? I don't know. I uh, I said, I'm going to toot my own horn on Twitter. This, after that game, he just looked like a, a dude, like the drunk guy at, at Buffalo Wild Wings that's about to get asked to leave, but he'll be there three days later. Like he looked like <laughs> a blacked out guy at Wild Wings because he's, he's just rocking the hoodie which is fine, and he's he's you know he's mm -hmm. standing up, puffing his chest out at the crowd and stuff. Um, I guess I didn't the know he had this in his aggressive bag. crowd of Indianapolis. To be clear, mm, the hated Colts, but he this game he took personally because I don't. Did you see his press conference after the game? I did. I did. Um, Sirianni looks like what happens when you have a get back coach, like allow him to be the head coach for the team scrimmage in the off season. So he's like, or they do the strength coaches do like, uh, you know, Hey, they're coaching this like spring scout scrimmage situation. So they're overly amped up and overly into it. Knowing that like nothing's on the line. I understand his sentiment. Like the, the, I have nothing wrong with this statement. Um, and to be clear, Nick Sirianni got the job in Philadelphia after being on the coaching staff in Indianapolis under Frank Reich. He coached with Frank Reich since like 2013, considers him his like biggest mentor and, you know, a big reason as to why he's where he is, which I respect him like acknowledging that. I think a lot of coaches would verbalize it in a more subtle way. Like I have a lot to Frank. He's a tremendous man. I'm sure his career in football will be over when he says it's over. Uh, and this isn't the end of the road. Look forward to having the opportunity to coach against him one day. Like that's what most coaches would say. Him going all out and being like, you don't want to know what I think about what's happened with that organization in the last two weeks. And it feels even better um, knowing that we walked away with the win. Like I get being amped up that you had to run off 14 points in the fourth quarter against one of the worst teams in the league, but <laughs> chirping at the fans, like everything in between, like I get, I, I don't mind his whole persona in general. I don't mind his statement, but maybe it's that fan chirping and or the fact that like he forgets to contextualize it as, uh, yeah, we got to win. It was an embarrassing performance by uh, against a team we should have outperformed from the kick. He's treading into making it about him, Waters. Not saying he's Perfect. there yet. He's not Dabo. Not yet. <laughs> he's not Matt Campbell. That's a bad example. It's Matt great. Campbell doesn't make it about him. He's just a psychopath, which I respect. But... <laughs> He is doing a lot, and like it's all anybody's talking about today. And I don't know. Let me just say this. If you're going to say you can imagine what I re really think, if you're going to kind of lead them a little bit, give them a little tease that you're not happy about them firing Frank Reich for uh, uh, whatever, Jeff Saturday. With no plan say in it. place. <laughs> say it. Like, say, dude, I mean, like, don't and be he subtle. he can qualify it by being like, I like Jeff Saturday. I respect him. He's a tremendous guy. You know, I wish him the best and then trash the decision. I think he could have walked that fine line and like 
been above board unless he truly thinks what, you know, uh, Bill Cower thinks. And it's a joke that Frank uh, or that Jeff Saturday is on the other sideline. And if he feels that way, maybe, uh, maybe he's best not to say anything lest he want to like have to back it up and, you know, whatever Orlando uh, coach's photo <laughs> in six months where Andy Reid will show up in a Tommy Bahama. Do, uh, do the, um, do the other coaches, do all the NFL coaches right now feel like they have to absolutely ride for Frank Reich because they know people are figuring out that the real team that should be on fraud list is NFL head coaches because they don't do anything. <laughs> and Jeff Saturday's just proven that. I think there's something to that. Um, I would also say like think bringing it back to Dallas, of course, uh, Rick Carlisle ousted in Dallas, but he was always like the head, the president of the coaches association. And by like all accounts, like well-respected as a coach in the league outside of Kerr and pop, like for a long time, I think was a very likable figure as a head coach in the NBA and not to say Frank Reich's anything approaching that, but for somebody who'd been in the league and around the league for 20 plus years and under Andy Reed and in multiple places with success, I never heard anyone act like Frank Reich was an unlikable guy. So I got to imagine that there's a lot of salty people in that room, if not only to protect like their own cred, but I, I think there's probably some, some sincerity about liking Frank. Yeah, you're right. I've never heard, I've, Never heard anything bad about him, but um, I do need to get your take because you have been, you've kind of uh, tempered Dylan and I's joyful bliss at times about the Cowboys. Um, you think that thing was fluky? And Brett's. And Brett's. Brett jumping into the group text with the Cowboys, Bills, or a Super Bowl that I'd like to see and maybe we should go. Like, Micah didn't care. I for love. That. I love that bliss, not blissful ignorance. Cause that sounds mean. I don't, I don't mean it in a mean way, but I love that blissful fandom where he knows his team's legit and he's still confident that they're going to get there, but he doesn't realize he's talking to a room full of absolutely beat down jaded fans of a franchise that like short of like 17 and Oh, they've seen it all and they don't expect anything past weekend two of the playoffs. Um, do I think yesterday was fluky? Um, I think the score was fluky. Like, I think that the Cowboys are probably a seven to 10 point, not favorite, but that should have been a seven to 10 point ball game. Why yesterday happened? I don't know. I think Dan Quinn still being the head, the DC is just baffling. Absolutely baffling. Like, I don't understand, um, if he's there past February 10th, like Jerry needs to be paying him more than Mike McCarthy to take, like keep that job basically. Oh, I got you. Okay. So you're saying, yeah, like, yeah he's, that, I'm saying that's, what's more fluky to me is the fact that y'all have okay. a defense coordinator. Who's just in his absolute bag yeah. right now, because that's a first year head coach. That he's coaching against with the Vikings. And I think there's something to playing teams with a new offensive scheme where they have some success early against teams. They don't always win but it's a little bit harder to game plan sometimes with, with year one coaches in their own, um, in their own setting. Are you, re are you ready to, uh, hop off the Zach Wilson train? 
You've been riding for him pretty hard for the last, since he was at BYU, really. I didn't watch enough of the game to know what the hell's going on. Like 77 yards Jets in the air. He threw for 77 in yards. The fact they had less than what? Less than 10 yards offense in the second half? Like, granted, it's the Patriots and, you know, shit. That might not be that much different than what the Rams did in the Super Bowl that year. But I don't know, man. It's I I, I don't think anybody would have thought the Jets, like, were outright should have beat them, should have embarrassed them. But, like, they've been more fluky than any team in the NFL right now. Like, a young Packers, basically, is what it seems like. Some weeks they look embarrassing. Some weeks they look like, oh, they could sneak into a fourth seed or, you know, uh, AFC's champion. It's always crazy to me when, like, uh, a high high-profile kid coming out of college, like, has the appearance of someone who's never done any media training. And who just will get up there and say the thing that you shouldn't say, like when your defense holds the other team to three and you throw for 77 yards and you're you're not good, you haven't been good, and they'll ask, you know, do you think you played bad? I, I'm paraphrasing that. And he'll say, no. And, like, refuse to take ownership of it. Like, he's losing the locker room, which who was it the, is one of my Wilson, favorite things. I think things. the wide receiver did the opposite, right? He said that we suck. I think. What did he say? He said we sucked. It was something pretty scathing. I, I, I didn't. I didn't see the entire quote. He didn't call. I don't think he called out Zach Wilson by name, but I mean, it's pretty clear. Um, but no, it's just I, I don't know that dynamic. I mean, you know, locker rooms better than I do. Um, I mean that in a non weird way. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly because I don't know that dynamic of one side of the ball versus the other, or when one guy, the quarterback, because that's. That's, you know, why they get paid. Like, when they're not owning up to it and the defense is, it's like, I don't know. How can that – how quickly can that thing turn on a guy and how can it affect the season? I mean, I think that it's only as, like, only as prevalent as their options. And they've got, what, Joe Flacco in the locker room with them? Um, I don't think that that's going to be the case where he loses the room or there's any control issues. Garrett Wilson's quote was that shit. Sorry. That's not okay. Um, we're out here looking. Sorry. I know we're not that bad. That's why it hurts. Uh, it's gotta be better. Things we see and don't call out. It has to get called out. It's unacceptable. No one wants to feel like this. Garrett Wilson of Ohio state. Um, uh, heritage. I don't know what you want to say from Ohio state. So I think that, um, the risk that they run in New York is that, if Robert Sala isn't proactive enough about either protecting his quarterback or um, supporting his quarterback, then that's a situation where he's in New York. If their defense keeps performing at the level that they have, the calls first for the Jets to look for other options will be louder than what a what third year coach. Uh, by next year, off this next offseason, like someone going to their third year, he'll be put in a position where, okay, everyone else thinks this team has you know potential to perform. You're defending a quarterback nobody has faith in. So is it you or is it Wilson? Like I think he'll find himself in that position if like this trend continues and he doesn't like quickly um, put that to, to bed. Nick he Adams, in honor of Dylan, Nick Adams, alpha male. Tweets, Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, and it's not particularly close. 
The Jets can win the Super Bowl if they give Joe Flacco the reign starting all caps today. Interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> I, I've got to respect um, the range of Nick Adams. Um, it, 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 everything about it cracks me up. What's worse is I always think of the spirit Halloween guy, and I can't think of his name every time we bring up Nick, Nick Adams. Nick, let's go. Yeah, and then just all the Spirit <laughs> Halloween songs just go and repeat in my head until I can figure out who the hell I'm thinking of. <laughs> There's no one. The, the old, it's the best Spirit Halloween song that's ever dropped. Check it out on Spotify if you haven't. <laughs> Anything else on the NFL? No, I, I think that um, we'll talk about it in Sports Party, but uh, without us doing a show on Thursday as it is Thanksgiving, um, we do need to uh, give a little bit of thought to uh, – what kind of terrible halftime shows we're going to see here in a few days, but we'll circle back with that. If Ooh. you will. Yeah. I need to see what, I need to see what's going down at AT&T stadium. I, I genuinely don't as know. In, I will look it up as you're doing the read. <laughs> Let's give a big shout out to our friends at athletic greens. We start our day off every morning with athletic greens. Just pop open it, pop open a packet, Put it in there with a little water. Just pound it. Tastes good. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, super-sourced, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's just great knowing that, like, oh, I'm not going to have to take eight pills throughout the day to get these uh, vitamins that I need. I just did it with, like, six ounces of water in a packet, and I drank it in, like, 10 seconds because it tastes very good. It's very poundable. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery. Focus and aging, all the things. I feel like this read was made for me, man. Those are all things that I'm concerned about. I'm 38. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling 37 now. Been doing this AG1 stuff. I do it every morning. My, I got my wife doing it. KJ's doing it. I'll be damned if Randy isn't doing it. We got some here at the office. Everybody's on it. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. It's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Bioavailability, that's key. Supports better sleep quality and recovery. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash, that is the wrong one. I think it's, is it bang? I believe it's bang. Slash bang. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash bang to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Can you give me All a, right. Did you, did you get the goods? I did get the goods. You want me to save it for sports party? No, let's just do it right now. I'm kind of I'm kind of warmed right. up well, for it. We, we have three games on Thursday, this upcoming Thanksgiving. Day will kick off uh, around 1230 with the Bills-Lions. All the testosterone you could ever want to really get your gut going for Thanksgiving. Uh, in Detroit, uh, you will be able to enjoy the wonderful performance of – let me back up to that one because I, I definitely skipped that. Um. Not Big Sean for the 15th time. Uh, oh. oh, last year. Sorry, let me, uh, let, me, let me collect my thoughts. We'll skip that one and come back because we'll I've got it. the Cowboys one. 
how righteous gemstones is it of the of the uh, Jones family to be breaking out the Jonas Brothers in 2022? Is that for real? That is absolutely for real. I, I guess I didn't know together. they. I didn't know they performed together. Still, I thought the didn't one of the guys do the cake by the ocean thing. That and one of them was in Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> right. <laughs> Helping build a uh, resort with uh, Kenny Powers' character. Famously. Um, I believe we're getting David Guetta. And I might be, I might have this uh, messed up just because uh, the next performer's in a photo with David Guetta. But uh, I don't know if that's better or not than what the Patriots and Vikings will have Thursday night at 820. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. BB Rexa. Really hope I nailed that name because I always said it was Baby Resha, but B E B E R E X H A. Never yep. heard it pronounced, but I'm familiar with it. Name five songs. Uh, oh, she was on Cash Cash's Take Me Home. I think she did the vocals on that back in 2013 for sure. Uh, she also did that uh, If It's Meant to Be, Then It's Meant to Be with Florida Georgia Line. Um, and then her and David Guetta did I'm Good. In parentheses, blue. Like if you were writing it out, that's how I would say it. Okay. David Guetta, 55 years old. I have no idea who's doing the Lions game. Just absolutely blown away because uh, it might be Luke Combs. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. I know. Well, glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> it's an article about all three games. And they yeah. literally jump to the Jonas Brothers into the other performance, and they just tell you last year's. Were you looking at the sporting so. news? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, I just pulled Are it you open. It? It's, it's a real shit article. <laughs> you can do better. <laughs> There's it's poorly so organized. It's clickbaity as hell. We got duped. Oh, you know I had it wrong? Because that's who's doing the Lions game is BB Rexa. Now, let me tell you who's doing the Vikings game. As I skip to the next one. I know, man. Internet's terrible. Ignore all this. Move on. Hey, you know who's not frauds? That team up in Fort Worth, huh? Or how are you feeling? Wow. How you feeling? I I know I want your take on this because emotionally I think you were more invested in the outcome of this game uh than any of us. We all picked TCU. I think they were favored by what, two and a half? It seemed like a uh, yeah. And Baylor was coming off of an embarrassment to K-State. K-State, which, you know, whatever. Respectable team, but they got embarrassed. At home. But, yes, uh, they had TCU at home. And I really did think TCU would come in and just wax their ass because they have the, – I think their rosters are comparable, but it one key position, TCU is – Absolutely better, and that's quarterback. Uh, say what you want about Duggan. He's he's like the quintessential like Tim, Tim Tebow gamer kind of guy, which is – I don't mean that as an insult. I mean it as like he does he, – he wins games, right? Like I know it's mm -hmm. very generic sports point, but if you look at the other side of the ball, Blake Shapin, uh, multiple head scratch moments. Um, to Baylor's credit, it wasn't like they it wasn't like they got dominated in any part of the game. They had their chance at the end of the half to put up some more points and he throws a woefully short interception. 
And then you see in like the in the fourth quarter when Baylor's up, uh, Shapen they've got a chance to like win the game. They just need one first down. They run it. They run. They run it twice. Pick up no yards. Shapen takes it uh, on third down. Could have ran. Could have ran. Um, and and dove and tried to get it. Slides. Obviously, that's where you know that's where everything stops. And TCU has three timeouts. They take the ball and Duggan drives them all the way down. And there you go, Sonny Dykes with the uh, what seemed like a wild ass move to just let the clock roll and to just run the field goal team out there and they the fact that they executed it and he said they practice it every week which i don't doubt uh that was real that was pretty baller man and baylor's that's that loss hurt man i not even because they lost to tcu losing to tcu does not hurt nearly as bad when gary patterson's on the the other side everybody likes sonny dykes he's a great he's a good coach uh kind of got the raw end of the deal at cal and i was i liked him at smu but like dude they fucking gave that game away (laughs) They absolutely gave that game away. It's so sad. Um, to uh, oh, wow, let me catch all my thoughts here. To wrap up my previous segment, that was an absolute cluster f. I could not find the Vikings Pats halftime performance because there will not be a performance on TV. Young Gravy, however, will be <laughs> performing pregame. Okay, I good. felt that was worth mentioning. <laughs> Young young gravy doing pre that could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. You think uh, anyone this week at all is going to ask? Um, why is his name just completely escaping the Patriots head coach? Wow, Bill Belichick. Belichick, man, Belichick off to home. Is going to ask Belichick what a young gravy is? I I need the sound bite when that happens. Can you do anyways? Can, can you live tweet? Young Gravy's performance. Like, can you just out of the blue make that a bit? <laughs> like, we need I'll, to I'll know. i to track it down because that will be, like, into the Cowboys game. So it'll be available somewhere. All right. So to the TCU game, I agree with everything you said. If this was a better Baylor team, it's a loss that they should, like, rue for years. Aside from feeling great to be spoilers and beating somewhat of a rival – like, sure, there's there's something to be lost there, and I'm sure it hurts, like, their bowl positioning and all of those things. Technically, it hurts their, like, eligibility for Big 12 title game, which is now gone. But to the decisions that everyone, I would say, is walking away talking about, I don't have full confidence that the offense or Sonny Dykes fully realized what they had just done when they ran the extra play in those last two minute offense situations, you'll often call multiple plays and in air raid style offenses, you see it so frequently. It drives me absolutely insane. I know why they do it, but it pisses me off when you get a big play or a chunk play, you get to the yard or get to the line and it's almost 80% of the time, you'll see essentially a zone handoff play. Like, they'll run to the line, and they'll run that play specifically to gas the defensive line who's having to get up, get downfield, get set, and then run defend right after that. So you're hoping to just pop a big play and not exhaust your wide receivers after them running downfield, getting set, and doing all of that again. When TCU got into position, I think it was off the Max Duggan, like, scramble, 
because they scrambled successfully and then they ran a called draw. Yeah. And then they ran two back-to-back run plays. I think that second run play, I don't know if the offense and everybody was fully aware, like, hey, we're running this one again, and here's what the clock is, and we don't have, you know, like they weren't thinking about we wouldn't be able to spike the ball. Yeah. Because it made no sense to run that. Like you're not going to get a pop play. I get it that you didn't get to the middle of the field, but holy shit, it is a play that you practice every single Thursday before Saturday game, but it's like a throwaway practice effort. Like you finish every week off with like onside kick, all your special team, like fumbled snap plays. And then you take everybody to the sideline and you do this fire drill play basically, or not fire drill. That's a fumbled snap, uh, extra pointer field goal. But still you do this play from the sideline one or two times, and then you get the hell out of there. So there's some muscle memory to it, but like to say, oh yeah, we practice this all the time. Nobody out there is practicing it more than like two to three times a week, which is a third of every other play that you're practicing within that week, if that. So hats off to the players more so than the coach's decision. Yeah. I don't think the coach's decision earned them any, like anything positively. I think the player's execution needs to be commended completely. Yeah. And I, I, I neglected to mention that on that third down play, Shapin had uh, their uh, really, really good tight end, Ben Sims, wide the fuck open. And I don't know if he had the directive, do not throw the ball. Uh, I don't know. But that, that, one, that wins the game because it's a first down, and there you go. That's it. Yeah. I think um, looking at the angle that they gave, the announcer kind of did him dirty. He immediately is like, oh, he's got a guy wide open. He's going to be kicking himself. He's wide open. I don't know why you're going to run a play that's going to result in your quarterback rolling to the left. And he's right-handed, right? Yeah. Yeah, rolling to the opposite side. He's being pursued by a linebacker and then kind of the trailing linebacker. He would have had to throw it to the right, to the right side of that linebacker and get it to the tight end who was kind of also moving in the same direction. I don't think it would have been as easy as it looked to be open. Like he damn near would have had to like jump and just touch pass it basically. Sure. Um, do what fucking uh, Max Duggan should have done on that two point conversion. When I texted the group that <laughs> Duggan fucked the <laughs> fuck TCU up. And then I had to edit it to be question mark TBD because they were gonna have another shot. But I don't think he would have had a chance to complete the pass. He should have planted his foot and ran sooner because if he throws in completion, TCU's doing that with a whole another timeout. People are just as angry. That's true. That's true. Um, but credit to TCU. They now Iowa State this week. And then the Big 12 and Championship. Then, K-State. And then K-State plays Kansas. However. Kansas has given up. If Kansas somehow has any life in them. You remember the tweet that somebody randomly like made the announcement that their quarterback was injured and out for the entire year, yeah, which he has been. <laughs> and then he quote tweeted like, Oh, it's the first time I'm hearing this as if it wasn't true. I don't think he came back. <laughs> Did he? Are you asking like figuratively? What do you mean? No, KU's quarterback got hurt earlier in the year. Oh, oh and they uh. were, like it was their first loss and someone had announced like, Hey, he's out for the year, like torn NCL. 
And he goes, oh, this is breaking news to me. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, get your sources right. And I'm pretty sure it was accurate information. Maybe. Um, I, I'll have to double check. Uh, Jalen Daniels. Uh, okay. No, no, no. He was back. Bad hit. Returns. Okay. All right. So I'm, I yeah, was I, wrong there. He, I, he's been okay. back. But anyways, I was confused. I thought you were making some meta point that he was back, but no, he wasn't no, no, back. No, 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 no. I, 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 didn't, I didn't think he'd come back because they kept – they haven't really played the same since I that saw point people, of the season. People I were saying that was out they year. were going to hold him out until Texas. And it just mm. doesn't seem like the move. And you would just you would wait because you were very much in play for the Big Twelve. But my, my comment was made out of ignorance, so disregard. Like most things, I say. Uh, but t- if Kansas finds a way to win and Texas wins this weekend, you're seeing Texas TCU as a repeat, and I might say push in some chips on Texas not to get beat twice. Is that Texas's path? Because Texas is going to beat Baylor. Texas is going to demolish Baylor. Baylor's given up. That's all they have to do. So a Kansas dub and a Texas and a Texas dub, and it's Texas TCU. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Baylor would have basically had to win their two games, and they would have been in with a Kansas win. Okay. Uh, for content purposes, I'd love to see it. I think Kansas State TCU is a better game, but – I don't know. Seeing Quinn, seeing Quinn, a redemption story. He's going to ball out against Baylor. Let me just tell you that he's going to look really good against Baylor. And Bijan is really good, and he's going to continue to look good against Baylor. But don't judge, don't judge Quinn from one game against a, a Baylor secondary that's very young and that will blow some coverages on your ass. I don't know um, why I added the real quick on college word. football. I cuss, I overcussed, and I'll just admit it. It's end okay. up overcusser. I've I've been just underthinking and overtalking this episode, so we're good. Um, I don't feel bad for how bad my dip picks went when you look at what happened to every favored team in college football. It felt like the top five in the college football playoffs, like all of them or none of them covered. All of them had to like save their own wins like late in the game. The Kansas or not Kansas, Kentucky and Georgia game started off as ridiculous as I've ever seen a game start off. I won't even go into the details, but somehow Kentucky hung around with Georgia in that um, when it looked like they could have gotten blown out by 30 if the, if things kept up that way. Michigan, I'm not here to say Michigan's on fraud watch, but uh, they've Brett might, damn Brett sure might have tried. something to say about that. But they get I, I, they get a chance to play Ohio State, and if they get blown out by Ohio State, I don't think it makes them a fraud. Is what I, it's, I guess my opinion. I don't think you should um, get blown out by Ohio State, State if you're Michigan. I, I think it does make you a fraud because that's like their whole thing. It's like the inability to overcome that. I don't know. It seems yeah, like they're I, they've been I, in I, this I, position quite a bit, but I um, don't think that they should be a college football playoff team if they get blown out. I'll say that. Oh much, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I also don't okay. think that like they deserve to be below Alabama with just one loss to Ohio State, and I think that's going to end up happening. How about them uh, volunteers, though? Heartbreaking, I guess. Um, them losing their quarterback for the year, for sure. I have no idea anything about their backup. Getting absolutely embarrassed by Spencer Rattler, and then all of a sudden people are like, well, how good is South Carolina? Like, this is the shit they do for the SEC. Every single time you have an SEC team beat one team, all of a sudden they're like, wait, no, is this team good? They've only lost to Georgia and to Ole Miss or something. Like, maybe they're good. Maybe we overlooked them. Um, There's no way you get in bear. Like, they were losing by 20 points or something before 
Hooker got hurt in the fourth quarter. Like it was just all around bad. Uh, South Carolina's lost to Mizzou, Georgia, Arkansas, Florida. And that's it. And that's it. Beat AM by six, which is kind of an L. But uh yeah, so ugh. oh, we do get we do get South Carolina Clemson Saturday. That's pretty and I juicy. Think that's why I think that's why okay. people are gonna try to trip over themselves and saying, like, oh, is South Carolina good? No. Because if they say yes, it's now gonna be Clemson's gateway to say, well, we're one loss Clemson with another win over um over South Carolina at the end of the season. So I'm happy to see that the pathway for like a two loss LSU with no conference title is getting slimmer for them to be in the, in the college football playoff college football playoff, because I know damn sure they would have tried to do that for Tennessee if they had the opportunity. Yeah. And uh, I got to say the Tennessee fans were very vocal. I, I generally like Tennessee, but there's a lot of vocal fans just shit talking TCU about being frauds. And it's like, I mean, that's somebody who's never followed, who hasn't followed the Big Twelve this year. So yeah, and like Big that Twelve is more competitive than SEC this year for sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Yeah, you said Henson Hooker ACL out for the year. Obviously, um, that sucks. I don't know when he'll be. Is he ready for next year by the beginning of the season? I don't know. Probably right. Oh, yeah. What's the time on yeah, that ACL now? Like six months. You can do it in six months now, right? If you if you get on that uh, Adrian on what, Peterson uh, uh, TRT. Whatever, uh, what is it, Jameson Williams or whatever the uh, the wide receiver for the Lions who was like shooting his videos of working out and it ended up getting him drafted higher. Love that. You know, I'm talking about the Alabama wide receiver tore his knee up in the college football playoff. Post videos like conveniently timed or his agent does that he's like running and cutting prior to draft day in April. And six months later, I think he's just now coming back. So. Jamison um, Williams, I believe, is the name. Jamison Williams, yeah. So Great he'll name. be. I think that he'll be back next year. Um, who knows at what school uh, in the world we live in? But it sucks to see. Um, I, I'd like to add it to the uh, responses to every random article talking about return the NFL and all stadiums back to grass because I think RG three, Hendon Hooker, and somebody else just went down on grass the other day. They would all have something to say say about this. Like, that's a dumb, dumb, dumb thought. Anyways, yeah, I guess I never thought about your take on that. If, if you had a preference on one or the other, but I mean, just don't make the rubber fields or the fake fields out of tire from a landfill and give people cancer. Other than that, like, I'm good. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Cosign that. Mark <laughs> that down, Randy. That's a clip right guy. there. That's a that's a KJ editorial. Anything else in college? What the ponies Picks do? Out cancer. Oh, the ponies lost Thursday we did, night. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. Oh my Move god! <laughs> da- I tried to ignore Davey it when I was big scoring dip picks. Don't here. remind me now. Finally, hit a big boy stack on the on the backs of the two lane green wave. Sorry to the ponies. That was a weird game because didn't SMU actually outgain them? Like, didn't SMU eventually? Put a, like, it's just very lopsided for uh, time of possession and all that yards gained, things of yep. that nature. All right, well, let's move on. But before we do, before we hit the sports party, let's shout out our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Uh, Thanksgiving, I'm going to be all over it. Got three matchups. 
You know I'm going to bet against the boys. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add and the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. How's your boost looking, KJ? You got any 30-game parlays? No 30-game parlays, but there are quite a few games coming up over the Thanksgiving holiday uh, that I will look to uh, lean into into the game. I think the Lions are going to be an easy take for the Bills. A lot of hype, and that line's going to be a lot closer than it needs to be. Keep an eye out. Oh, okay. Another KJ-torial. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code WASH. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code WASHED. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now is the time where we party. Do you ever think about going to Canada to finish your football career? Maybe playing in a Grey Cup one time? <laughs> Absolutely not. I spent all my post-career playing days on uh, the flag football leagues around the Dallas-Fort Worth area which I might say might be as competitive as a uh, Canadian football league. Okay. However, I think the, the CFL needs a much better television deal because <laughs> there's some talent, some watchable games, weird rules, but like every time the gray cup rolls around, I'm like, Oh yeah. The gray cup, the gray cup doesn't really do it justice. Like uh, for a foot, for a championship in a football game, the gray cup sounds very footy. It sounds like it, it could be sailing. I don't know. Is that the Walker Cup? Doesn't matter. It's very just very Mario Kartish. Yeah, it just it's they could do something. It's one of it, gray is a top three bottom or a top a bottom three color. Let me just say that. Hmm. Okay. Disagree, but uh, well, you can continue. Uh, there were some names of note though, right? Chad Kelly comes off the bench to win the Gray Cup. I, I don't know who the starter is, but he got hurt. Chad Kelly comes in. Boom. Saves the day. I, I had no idea he was in the CFL. I thought he was somewhere as a, a third string in the NFL, but what do I know? Um, how, how many years do you think the Canadian football league's been, uh, playing? Uh, I'm going to say 30. No, I'm going to say 40. Founded in 1958. That doesn't make sense. That's also me answering in a manner in which I can't do the math quick enough. But uh, Sean Oakman played as well. Sean Oakman. Uh, speaking of Baylor, the uh, highly memed Sean Oakman, uh, I believe from the Cotton Bowl. But yeah, he was uh, like in the, on those last Bryles teams. Uh, got caught up, got indicted on sexual assault oh, charges. That's, that's what else. Went say. to trial, got found However, not guilty. Got found not guilty. There you go. And yeah, he was he was highly touted. He would have been a probably a late second, third round pick, um, wild athlete. But now he's playing in Canada, so kind of one of those weird ones. You don't want to issue too much of a take either way because I didn't really follow. I didn't follow the case. Why would I? That'd be weird. But he was found not guilty, and now he's playing in Canada, and he won a Grey Cup with Chad Kelly. Huh? What a world, huh? Um. <laughs> 
Uh, also in the sports party, but not on the rundown because I didn't do my job. Uh, shouts to my uh, flight. Um, what do you call it? Who else? The guy who also was on a flight with me from uh, Montana to Chicago and head coach of the NC State Wolfpack. Uh, he's no longer being stalked and or threatened by a former player of his who tweeted and posted that he was going to get Dave Dern, Dern um, and all the other coaches too. In today's day and age in which violence against athletes is on a rise, shouts to uh, that scumbag for getting arrested. Um, and uh, thoughts and prayers with uh, the New Mexico State basketball player that had to shoot somebody. What the fuck was that story? But I would also like to let you know he's averaging nine points a game. Why uh, do they do? Why? It's just I don't know. It's the most confusing story. Basically, a New Mexico, New Mexico State, and New Mexico were playing. A 17-year-old girl and three other people lured a New Mexico State player to campus at New Mexico at like two or three a.m. The New Mexico State player, fortunately, also bring brought his own firearm because a gun was pulled on him. He shot somebody. Fortunately, they passed. The others fled, and he was injured, but is not uh, is not dead. So, wild story. Oh, Back Will, to Will cracked a beer. Will's cracking beers. This must be going pretty well out there. He just he made a point to show me the beer. Uh, Randy, can we get a little Johnny Sins action? Because the Vikings got got. How, how familiar are you, KJ, with Johnny Sin's work? Not very much. So you've never I seen Johnny Sin's tied and dominated and used for sex. You've never seen Johnny Sin's damn stepsis stuck in the dryer again. You haven't seen those? No. No. Well, I'm, I'm seeing the story now. And, geez, that is... Yeah, they put up. Yeah. Uh, they thought they were doing a nice tweet. They were posting a tweet up there on the for everybody to see in Minnesota of one of the troops, and it says, "At Vikings, this is my cousin Joel, who served in the army. He has always been an inspiration and someone I look up to for his heroism. He is also a huge Vikes fan." Hashtag Skull Salute, and uh, the photo I'm assuming from one of his adult videos of him as a troop coming home wearing uh, full camo, looking real alpha gets posted up there and uh this happens every so often and it's always funny when it happens but you think you'll check out any johnny sins videos just to kind of pay tribute intentionally who knows hmm. i probably i i don't i'm not familiar with this work personally but it wouldn't shock me if uh i've i've came across one on accident <laughs> just browsing uh internet. are we checking in on the world cups giving any spoilers i think it's 1-0 usa Oh, that's all we need. We're definitely that's winning. We Will, Will DeFreeze doesn't drink Six, a beer on a Monday if we're losing. 63 minutes into the match. Dude, Will's right. no um, one's talking about Will DeFreeze Mondays. He had a Philly cheesesteak for lunch. He's just cracked a beer. This dude's doing it. All right, KJ, I know you got to run. We're not going to run it back oh, today. Yeah, no running back, but uh, I do want to say have a great Thanksgiving. Go get those Black Friday deals, specifically in the Wash Media shop. Um yeah, and that's really about it. We'll see you fellas and uh, Dipping Tonians next Monday. See you Monday. Bye-bye. I want my chips Bye. with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. I'll bring them dips.